Tandem Nomads, episode 134. I think my biggest learning is really connecting and listening to the client. Um, that's how I got my business concept in the first place. And it's also how my business model and concept changed uh, over the first six months of testing, was listening to my clients and learning from them. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful, portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Amel Delegi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. In today's episode, I want to showcase the amazing story of Emily Rogert, who has started her business and who participated to one of the programs of Tandem Nomads, which is the Business Idea Accelerator. And I wanted to see how her story could inspire you to start your own business. So we will talk about how she managed to find her business idea, but also how she managed to test it and launch it in less than a year. Quite amazing. And by the way, if you want to to know more about how you can find your business idea, then make sure to go to tandemnomads.com slash 134. And there you will be able to participate to the free webinar on how to find the right business idea for you tandemnomads.com slash 134. So Emily, thank you so much for being here. And are you ready for this ride? Thank you, Emil. I'm really excited. I'm so happy to have you here. And I, it's just beyond my beyond what I can ex- express here. But Nomad Nation, I want to introduce you to Emily, who is a person that I absolutely loved to get to know over this past year. And uh, Emily Roger comes from Australia, has been living overseas for 20 years. She has, um, she has met her husband in New Zealand while working in hotel management. She had then shifted her career, becoming an HR manager for Greater China in a professional services firm a career that she had to put on hold and uh, so that she could move abroad with her husband as his job took him to Hong Kong, Mumbai, where their first daughter was born, and then Delhi, where their second daughter was born. They've also been to Chongqing. Please don't hate me if I'm Chongqing. (laughs) Sorry for the mispronunciation. Taipei. And while we're talking, she is packing her boxes to go to New Zealand (laughs) in just a few weeks. This is just amazing. So while raising her daughters on the move, Emily got involved in the field of leadership and capacity development as a senior action learning coach with the World Institute Institute for Action Learning. She also volunteered a lot in her daughter's schools and in various NGOs. However, as her daughters grew and she had more time for herself, Emily realized that she wanted something more and wanted to make a big impact. That is when she joined the Business Idea Accelerator Program and found the right business idea for her. In just under one year, Emily managed to launch her business called Expat Parenting Abroad and got her first clients while testing her innovative business concept. Expat Parenting Abroad provides support groups for expat moms in in a very different way than what you can see usually out there. So, but she also provides individual courting services with different types of packages. So Emily, I really try to summarize for our listeners today who you are. Is there anything I missed here? 
I think when you're a mum and you're an expat and you're moving, whether it's for the first time or the fifth time, there's so much information that's out there. And what I do is I, I curate from the wealth of information available from reputable sources and I provide themes to guide them through the transition. This is actually a great point because that was exactly the question I wanted to ask you is with your business, what is actually the problem you're trying to solve for the expat moms abroad? What are the challenges they're going through? I think the biggest challenge is that they feel that sense of overwhelm. There is so much information out there. There's no rule book on how to parent. There's no rule book on how to be an expat, how to transition. But there is so much information available and so many amazing people doing research in this field that I spend the time to curate from those reputable sources and I take the mums on a journey from literally arriving and setting up, getting ready to move right through to you know, what are they going to do while they're living there, how they're going to make the most of the experience and managing their own emotions and the routines and things for their family. So it's a full journey experience that I take them through. Yes, I love when you talk about that overwhelm and how much there is out there and how you just don't want to be. And I remember we talked about the value proposition when we we're working on the business. How can you be different from what's out there? So not only you just don't want to provide another type of resource, another type of of content, but it's all about simplifying and and cutting through all that overwhelming content out there. So you curate it, like you said, for them, uh, but also guide them through the process. But also what I liked and found very interesting in how you approach your business is also your business model and how you created these support groups. So can you tell us more about these support groups and how they work? I think that goes back to my key learning is really listening to the client and you know, when I was doing the Business Idea Accelerator, I really didn't know, you know, what my interests were, what my passions were, where I wanted to invest my time and my energy. And it was through talking to other mums, friends that are, are still in other countries, uh, mums at the school gate here, that people said, well, I would pay you to get me advice. I'm like, okay, right, what do I do with that? And then listening to them some more and talking to them some more, I was like, well, maybe I'll develop a platform and people go and get the information they need and then talking some more. No, nobody wants to go and check another platform. They want to be taken through the process. And the value they got when I started testing content was actually the conversation. And so it naturally became a support group situation where we spoke on a weekly basis online. It's all online. Um, but we spoke on a weekly basis and we discussed the various topics and talked about what changes that we could all make in our own um, family life, with our own children, with our own personal um, experiences. What could we do differently? And working through a journey and sort of building on it week on week and that developed this um, support group for Mums Abroad, abroad the full 12-week program developed out of talking to the clients, listening to the clients and developing it with them along the way. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a co-product, co-creation too at some point in a way. And the aspect also of support that the moms get to talk to each other. But one thing that you did not say yet, and I found really, really original was the platform you decided to choose because it speaks for your mission statement, which is simplifying things for expat moms. So you use actually WhatsApp. There is no Facebook groups or another website to go to. It's just on their phone, on the tip of their fingers, on a WhatsApp group. And that's how you keep it simple for the moms who are overwhelmed with too much things to read and do anyhow with their kids. 
And the one thing mums always say is I can't read another email. I've got so many emails coming in from school, from, you know, everything else. No, nobody has time to, people do have time, that's not fair. But from my experience, what I want to offer, they don't want to be in another Facebook group. They don't want to be going and checking something. They want it delivered to them. They're in the car, they're at the school gate. They can be reading it right then and there on their phone, delivered to them. And I, I time it so it's delivered uh, first thing in the morning, so they've got that opportunity, that window um, when they are free mm-hmm. or not to actually read what I've provided them as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And you have also weekly calls, if I remember well. Yes, they're the online calls that we have. And we literally have a cup of coffee and we sit and we chat for half an hour and I introduce the topic and then I just facilitate the discussion. I'm not an expert and I don't claim to be an expert in parenting, but um, I facilitate the conversation based on the, the resources that I've curated for that week. That's amazing. And the calls are made through WhatsApp. The calls are actually on Zoom because on Zoom. Okay. some of my clients are in China and WhatsApp doesn't work in China. Interesting. So we use Zoom because Zoom works worldwide. All right. Okay. That's fantastic. So what an original business idea. I mean, if I say like you are an expat coach for expat moms, that seems so traditional. But then when we look at how you decided to develop your business model and it, it is really, truly different from anything that's out there. And I want to congratulate you for that. So can you take us now to the moment, let's see how you got here. For all those Nomad Nation, if you're listening and trying to find your business idea, I want to see, um, I want to help you here, see how you can apply this to yourself and how can this help you try to think about what, how can you find that right business idea for you? And I always say the right business idea for you because there's so many business ideas, but that doesn't mean that it's the right thing for you. So in order to do that, I want to go a little bit backwards. And if you could paint us the picture, Emily, before you joined BIA, what stage were you? I, as you know, from the introduction, I've been living abroad for a long time, both our kids are born abroad. um, And I have had so much fun. I have really, really loved every experience, every place we've lived has got a piece of my heart. I've committed myself to all sorts of different things, a lot of it volunteering um, from uh, supporting NGOs in Delhi to running the parent organisation in Chongqing. It was all volunteer time and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and it was very rewarding. But when we moved to Taipei, I just, I had this inner desire for something more, this I was very, very happy, but I wasn't necessarily satisfied. I was getting rewarded, but it wasn't necessarily meeting the inner need anymore. And I just, I was looking, I was looking, I was reading everything. I was talking to everyone. I was, you know, reflecting, walking around. I was just in this space of, I need something else. And then there was this blog that Lucille from Expitopatica did. And she talked about the five reasons why as an expat you've got the skills you need to be an entrepreneur and I think it's because she'd seen UML at the FIGT conference that year and I read it (laughs) hugs to you if you're listening I love the seals but writing um but it it just went oh my god of course I never thought of it and in the bottom of her um post she linked all the people that she was referencing in that post and it has to be serendipity because if I had still been in China, I wouldn't have been able to access any of that information. And it was through that that I found Tanner Nomads and yourself and joined that first webinar that you did. And I was just sitting there going, 
oh, this is what I need. This is so what I have to do right now. And I think, I can't remember what the investment was, but my husband came home that night. I said, honey, I'm going to need some money. (laughs) And he just looked at me and what for? I said, I'm going to change my life and I'm going to start a business. What are you going to do? I said, I have absolutely no idea, but I'm going to do it. Amazing. (laughs) I did not know the story. This is so cool. It's so funny because I was just going to start talking about the investment because at some point we need to invest, but oh my God. Okay. You've said so many important things here. Let me try to dissect. Number one, I really want to give credit to Lucille because she has amazing, you know, uh, an amazing blog. And I will actually put the link of that article that you read in the show notes of this episode because she is just amazing, a writer, and she has amazing guidance already on, you know, how to deal with being an expert mom um, on the move. So Lucille will make sure to share that and say hi to you. Thanks so much for sharing the word, by the way. But, uh, I also want to go back to how you felt the fact that you said, I want something more and now I need to do something about it. And Mm -hmm. I love how you did not waste any time. So I know that a lot of, you're one of the few people that I know that took action right away. I think the time between you read the article and you took action was like a week or two. That's really exceptional. And I guess this is also why you managed to launch your business in just less than a year. That's amazing. So I think it's also due a lot to your drive and to your personality and your mindset. And I would love if you could share what is that mindset that helped you and what has helped you say, okay, I need to take an action and I need to get the money for it. I think from talking to, to other mums and listening to other, other people's you know, podcasts and things, I think a lot of people feel that finding a purpose has to come from a place of unhappiness or sadness or in some cases depression. And that's definitely not the case for me. I was very happy and I was being rewarded for what I was doing. But there comes a point where as a mother of two girls who are watching the world around them and, you know, people are starting to ask them, what are you going to be when you grow up? Well, I'm going to be a mum. Well, you don't just be a mum. You know, what is it that you are passionate about? What is it that you want to invest your time in? And I think the, the knee jerk for me was one of those questions, I think, to uh, my eldest, Jessica, and and she wanted to be a mum. And then she was like, oh, but maybe I'll be a, a, a policeman or maybe I'll be a doctor. And I'm thinking, what sort of role model am I being for my, my girls? I need to change this. Um, yes, I love my life. And, yes, you know, being an expat spouse limits your working, traditional working ability, um, but I need to do something about this. And so it was a drive for I need more. It was a drive for I need to demonstrate to my two young girls that life is more and I want to contribute. I want to contribute to our family more than just put food on the table and clean up after everyone. I I want to be a more valuable member of the family going forward. This is so powerful what you're saying and I can imagine how many moms must really identify with what you're saying. So thanks for sharing that so authentically and, and genuinely because I do think that, you know, when we talk about women empowerment, it does start very young. It does start with what role model we're giving. And if a mom is happy, the kids are happy, but they will also see what it takes, like what it takes to really invest in ourselves and, and achieve our dreams. And if we don't do it to sec, if we do some sacrifice for our children, I think that's amazing, but we might need to make sure that we're doing it while being happy if we're not happy, can we really portray that role for our 
kids? What do you think? I think I think you have to, I think being happy in yourself is is key. I think it's the absolute core of it. Um, I'm not saying I wasn't happy though. Yeah. It, was, it was deeper than that. It, I was I'm, all, I'm I am a happy person. I will always find a silver lining. I always find a way forward with things. But it was a deeper sense of need to demonstrate that you as a female in this world, which is changing so rapidly, can do anything you want to do, anything you decide you want to do, you can make it happen. And I think that's been my key drive. Yes. And actually, while we're there, I would love for you to share some of the things. I've been really moved by your journey and impressed by you the whole time because you are a go-getter and you have never complained of too much work, of too complicated, even the technology. You were never a web designer and started developing your website on your own. I could not believe it. So <laughs> you had gone beyond outside your comfort zone. Um, so you've done a lot and I want to share a little more about how you did it. But real briefly before that, while you were going through that, your daughters were watching you and were seeing you. And yes. at some point you told me about, you know, when your daughter had to say, what do you do? Yeah. And yeah. can you tell us more about the feedback that you got on certain points to your daughters very spontaneously what they shared with you? It's quite funny because I am trying to juggle everything. So literally I put them in the bath and it's just... I, my office is in the bedroom, so it's right next to where I'm working. And I quickly do an email and she came out of the bath there and she's, what you doing, mummy? Well, I, I'm just sending you a really quick email. Someone's just waiting to hear back from me. And I, if I don't do it now, then it will be tomorrow and I want to get it done. She's well, what do you mean you're sending an email? I said, well, I'm doing a bit of work, sweetheart. What do you mean work? What do you do? I said, well, I support other mummies. She said, well, how do you do that? So I talk to them and I, I guide them and I you know, give them resources and, and create a community for them. She looked at me, she said, do you mean to say I can be a mummy and I can work? Huh? You can do both. Oh, my goodness, mummy, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> this huge hug. This, I mean, Samantha's got the biggest eyes. She's just looking at me. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is why I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, I got goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's, she literally said that. You can be a mummy and you can work. And yes. she was excited about that. That says a lot. It was interesting because two days later, I, I did a mini coaching session with one of my clients. She's at the school as well. And um, she overheard a couple of the, the comments that I made. And she came up to me and she says, Mummy, those, those other mummies are so lucky to have you. She said, but who supports you? I said, well, <laughs> I've got this amazing lady called Amel. <laughs> Oh, that's the lady you talk to in the mornings. <laughs> yes. Wow. All of a sudden she's connecting all these pieces from, from our lives that she didn't realise meant it was me working. So I've been more deliberate since then talking to them about what I do and how I do it and explaining and showing them my website and things as well. That's amazing. This conversation is taking a whole new direction for me because I, I know we talked about it, but... It's just so powerful how what we're portraying, you know, is impacting how they're growing and how they believe our role in the society is. So I'm really, she's very smart, your daughter, though, because to actually ask you the question, who's supporting you? That's, how old is she? Uh, at that time, she was six. <laughs> six years old and she asked her that question. Oh, my God. Okay, you've got some geniuses in the house. She's old soul. She's a very old soul. She's very wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, that's amazing. And 
let me just now, I just wanted to share that because beyond starting a business, for me, what makes me really happy is to see also the impact it has for, for you, but also for your clients. So I want to talk about that. So uh, could you share with me what has happened since you finished the BIA? So just to explain, the BIA was about finding the right business idea, but also teaching you how to test it before you launch it so you don't waste time and how to like some pre pre ideas of marketing strategies to launch. So you launched it and could you take us through that experience? So I had a concept of building a platform, a, a, an app or a website or something, and what I needed to do was to test what content would be would be suitable, what people want. And so I got this group of women together and that's when I learned that actually they don't want to go and check something, they want to discuss it and learn from it and all the rest of it. But what was happening during that process is um, people were transforming their lives and changing the way that they operated, changing the way that they reacted to their kids and to their husband. And, you know, one of my clients, you know, started to say, actually, no, you need to do that for yourself. And instead of being there and doing everything for everyone in her family, and she was in an extended uh, family situation, instead of doing everything for everyone, which was exhausting her, it was making her physically sick, she started to say no and push back. Um, other clients have started to set boundaries for themselves. No, this is my time that I exercise. And no, you need to be home from work because I am going to go and do that for myself right now. I need to get out of the house and I need that physical exercise. And previously, I think, especially as an expat wife and mother, we accept that this is just our role. We, it's our role. We're not working a traditional job. This is what we have to do while we're here is satisfy everyone else's needs and keep everything running smoothly but we can do it with boundaries and what I'm giving what I'm empowering them with is the tools to reflect and look at their lives and set better boundaries for themselves as well that's amazing and I think that that's also the something that I know you're realizing but I just want to reiterate it the how launching your own business is just beyond just a business although you are selling these programs, you are getting money in exchange. And we talked about the importance of even when you test your program, you need to get money. Otherwise, you will not know if people are ready to pay for it. But what you're doing, you're also making an impact. And it goes back to what you wanted before you started Business Idea Accelerator. You needed something more. So how do you feel today? I feel so privileged to have met you and done the program. I feel so proud of what I've achieved. I feel overwhelmed by the changes I've been able to make in other people's lives um, uh, and privileged by that journey as well, to be a part of that with them and, and share that with them. And just so damn happy for my girls that I'm now doing something that they can look to and, and appreciate in the way that I want them to see me as a role model. That is so important. And I feel so touched that I could be part of your journey. Thank you so much for giving me the credit. But I do think, like I said, that you owe yourself 99% of that success because you took action. You followed the, the roadmap. You just followed the roadmap, but also committed to it. And speaking mm -hmm. of commitment, I would love to know what are the changes you needed to make to be able to commit to the program and also get results once you finish the program and launch your business but also in terms of finance, 
financially, what commitment you had to do to be able to get the results you get today? The first conversation I think was the hardest with my husband in terms of I found this course and I want to do it and I need the money and what are you going to do and make a business? What? I don't know. Um, he had to put a lot of faith in me that this was something I was serious about. Um, but beyond that, I think um, I've done whatever I could to keep the cost down and that's why I spent so much time teaching myself how to use MailChimp, how to um, schedule on, on social media, how to, how, I mean, I, I've been living in China for two years. I didn't even know how social media worked, let alone what a hashtag was. Um, I had to relearn everything um, to do with that. But then building my website, it was, it was trial and error. I'm not a perfectionist and nothing I do is perfect. I am a completer finisher, so I do just want to get things done and I will tweak them along the way, but I'm not about making it perfect before it goes live. And I don't let that hold me back. Yeah, you just said, I'm not about making it perfect. Yeah. So you were willing to learn and get out of your comfort zone, do things you've never done. You're like a pro of social media right now, and you have not even had an account before. You've never started a website. You never used an email marketing tool. What would you want to share with those who feel like insecure about these things? Like not comfortable with technology, not comfortable with social media, um, not comfortable with selling. That's another big piece. I'm uh, still not comfortable with selling. <laughs> <laughs> but you I did. Just, just <laughs> and you still do. You did. <laughs> And I can feel myself every time, I, even if it's just an email, I feel myself go red every single time I'm doing it. <laughs> I, I think my, if I had to say one thing, it would be just take one step at a time. Yes. Just focus on getting one thing done. I think in the BIA you said up front, if you're not blogging, you need to start and you need to start now. I was like, well, what the hell do you think? I haven't even... I know Lucille writes an amazing blog. I don't know how to write a blog. Like, what are you talking about? And so I started researching how do you start a blog? What do you do? What, what does it look like? You know, just reading as much as I can, reading other people's blogs that I love and looking at it in more detail and then focusing on that for a while. And then once I have my blog sort of thought about and, and you know, the concept developed, well, then you've got to have, a, a, you know, your list somewhere. You've got to have your, your database somewhere. So I had to learn about MailChimp and HubSpot and all this other stuff and, I'm still learning about it because I keep changing it on me. But um, you just have to break it down into little steps and take one step at a time. Don't look at the big picture and think, oh, I can't do that. Just break it down. What's the first thing I have to do? What do I need to do to achieve it? What happens next? What do I need to do now? What happens next? And just keep working through the little steps. Don't look at the big picture at that stage. Obviously, you've got a business concept. That's your big picture. But just do the little bits of the time and take it one step at a time. That's such a great tip. That's really a very important tip here. And um, take it one step at a time and not trying to do it all. But also you said something about keeping the costs down. And a lot of people think when they say, oh, I have to launch a business means I have to invest. And I remember that some of the barriers for people to start a business where they wanted to that wanted to join the business idea. So I was just like, but I can't invest in a business now. So you don't need to invest in a business. Actually, you can start with a beta, which you did, which mm -hmm. we call the prototype. And yeah. that, I don't know how much it cost you. Do you want to share? It didn't cost me. It, physical dollars, um, 
No, I got a free hosting uh, thing and I, I did my website myself. So it didn't cost me anything. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So you started your business with zero costs. Yeah. So, Other than the BIA program, nothing. Exactly. So <laughs> the BIA program. <laughs> that's true. Actually, we want to talk about that. So it was an investment for you. Uh, what, what helped you convince your husband to do it? I was just adamant. This was not, I, I, I had to ask him for the money because obviously he's got the bank account here. That's how it works in this country. Um, but it, it, was, it wasn't a question of can I, it was just a, cash and of, a statement of I need. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to do this for myself. I'm sorry. I need to do this. I, and I think I did apologise for it. I don't know why. Um, wow. But it wasn't a question can I, it was I need to. I think it's more about you being determined that this is what you need to do for yourself. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. So, okay. You've, you've launched your business and you tested it. And I want to see what kind of strategies have worked for you the best to be able to land your first clients. Talking to them, just being there, being present and talking to them. Um, and my prototype group, um, was largely people I was talking to face-to-face, but it was also a f- friends of friends um, who were watching my blog that I'd started a couple of months prior who were saying, actually, this is something you need to do. So it was just that um, I was, my, my blog is literally how I talk anyway. So I was talking to an audience of, of people um, who were pretty much just friends at that point. Um, and I was talking to friends and people that I just see at, at the school gate and just talking and listening and talking and listening and just taking it and gathering it and starting to form more of a picture from there. Yeah. And I think that's such a great advice. You've spent a lot of time doing the market research and doing the surveys that we teach how to do in the program. Uh, and you have, you always told me it's my clients who tell me what they need. Yes, and that's happening again right now as well. The, the ladies have just finished the support group before the summer. That, that they all sat there and, and the last call and said, it's all great until it's not. I'm like, we've just done 12 weeks of how you do this. <laughs> okay, so is there something more that you want? Yeah, yeah, we need more. And so I talked to them some more after that and over summer I did some more research and we've just... Uh, agreed that we're going to start a new expat mums mastermind group and we're going to go to the next level um, and change the format a little bit, but we're going to go to the next level and we're going to go deeper dive into, so what does it mean to to manage our, our time as a mum, our, our emotions as a mum and go really deeper into it. But it's, it's through those conversations and really listening and being attuned to what they're telling me that I'm finding the opportunity. So now I'm prototyping a new concept <laughs> with a, a new group of people. And already I had two people come up to me last night at school and, hey, I just heard about this group you're starting. Can I be in it? <laughs> so, That's amazing. It's just, it's just talking to people and connecting and, and listening and really listening well. I love that you brought that up because you can learn as many marketing strategies as you want. Nothing will work if you don't listen, pay attention and really try to serve your clients with what they need. You know? So you've done that beautifully. And another thing that I take away from what you're saying is, is how you are accepting to make your business evolve. And the business does not have to stay you know, 
um, 100% the same way you imagined it, I'm sure that what you have drawn in your business model, Canva, if you remember that. that I do. It's nothing like that. Go back to the business model, Canva, and analyze what it is today. It must be completely different. It is. It so, is. I think the same. <laughs> Except that it's expat mums. That's where, and my niche is mums who are expats for the first time. Um, that's my, my core support group with mm-hmm. the mastermind being mums who've been expats for a long time or, or for a while. So, yeah. so you're learning as you're going and you're growing as you're going. So for me, it's just a, a proof of take the pressure off. Really take the pressure off. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to look great. I remember your first website was, oh my God, I don't want to say it, but idiots. <laughs> But I did not tell you that at the same at the time. It's like a child's <laughs> But I never told you that website looks actually ugly. <laughs> because that's exactly how it happens. It looks ugly because I remember mine how it looked ugly. And my first episode is horrible. I was hesitating to remove it so many times. But that's exactly the thing about starting a business is that you grow with your business. I always say that you have to consider your business as a human being. It evolves with time. The more you learn, the more you're perfected and get the pressure off your shoulders. You don't have to have it all figured it out. No. Start and your clients will help you grow as, they, as you listen to them. And as you do exactly what you did, you ask questions, you talk to them, and then you build your pr- your programs according to what they need. But I think it's two-way because it's not just building my programs differently. I mean, what what's happening is it's changing me as well and it's making me a better person. Uh, every client interaction I have is, is, is my business is morphing and changing, growing, and, and it's, you know, it's organic, but it's affecting me every time mm. as well. And I'm becoming a better person for it. That's amazing point too. So tell me about how it has changed you. What has changed you? What has changed in you when you said it affected me? I think I'm uh, more deliberate in how I invest myself. Um, I think I, I'm not a pushover. I'm not saying I'm a pushover, but I think I, I was always eager to please other people. Mm. And I think that's been a really big learning for me. I wrote a blog post about it a while ago. You know, I'm, I've always been eager. And there would have been a time when I just did things that would, you know, not convenient to me or throw out my family schedule or something. But I just did them because people would ask me to do them. And I'm being more deliberate about my time. And I don't think about my time in terms of the hours of the day. I think about my time in terms of capacity and what I can achieve that's most effective for me, for my friends, for my family, for my clients. And I'm very considerate about what I do and how I do it. Um, that also impacts on how I parent my kids. And mm. I used to feel that I was talking about it last night at the school. I used to feel that I was always rushing, you know, grabbing them at school gate, getting home, right into the bath, right, do your homework, right, do dinner. Okay, now story, right, I don't care, into bed. It was never, uh, uh, it was ne- I was never relaxed as a parent. Um, it's all about the time and the routine and most of it. I'm learning to be better connected with them. I'm learning to do the journey with them and I'm learning to listen to my kids better as well. And that's all been from the BIA, from that process all the way through, all the things that you talked about in terms of interests and passions and conversations and showing up and it's changed who I am all the way through. And 
it's been a deliberate journey on my part and I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's, it's affecting, it's, it, yeah. It is I would have never thought this. Uh, honestly, I did not expect this answer. In a way, what I hear is it has, imp- you have change of who you are, even as a parent, how you yes. parent your, your daughters since you started your business. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Yeah. It's massive. It's massive. massive. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, I'm like so blown away that I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm just like very impressed with what you have achieved. So um, any advice for those who, because you talk about being a mom and, you know, it's not that easy for everyone to be able to juggle the day when you have, like you said, you have to prepare breakfast, get the kids ready, take them to school, then prepare dinner and etc. And all the other things, actually, not just the kids, but all the things that involve being a mom, organizing the household and paperwork and all the things and the move right now. So and by the way, you're moving while launching your yes. new support group. I just want to say that, by the way, Nomad Nation. Unfortunately, when we're going to launch this, the program, the doors of this pro- of Emily's program will be closed, but you definitely want to sh- go to her website and, and sign up for the waiting list or her newsletter so that you can know when it's open again. But she managed to batch all her content and batch all her the promotion of her program before she started packing to move to New Zealand and everything is running on autopilot now besides your one-on-one relationships, obviously. I am so blown away by what you have achieved. It's just insane. But how did you do it? Seriously, as a mom, you don't have the time to do all of that. So what did you put in place proactively to be able to achieve that? As I said, just before, you know, I've been very deliberate about my time and how I invest it. And over the summer, there was one day it was raining. We were at my mum and dad's in, in South Australia. It was raining. It was terrible weather. And my mum was really engaged with the kids and they were, they were happy doing whatever they were doing. It was a spy hunt or something. I was like, you know what? And I just got my laptop out and I just started writing. And, uh, you know, everything, everything just flowed. The emotions, the energy was right and it just flowed. And I, you've always talked about batching and I, I thought I was kind of doing it. <laughs> I actually did it and I went, oh, this is so liberating. Why didn't I do this before? <laughs> Amazing. So, so the same last weekend there was a typhoon. The kids were had their Barbies out and they were so happy playing. Scott was in the kitchen. He was happy doing his thing in the kitchen and I was like, I'm just going to take the opportunity. I'm not going to say anything to anyone. I'm just going to go and get to it. And because I know that we're going to be moving and we're going to be in transition, I deliberately wrote about those emotions and those feelings and I've scheduled again through to when I know the kids will start in their new school and I will have time again. So it's just so utterly liberating to do it that way but making the most of the time. And I, people often say I don't have enough time. What time do you turn the TV on? What time do you sit on the couch? Is that a really good use of your time? And I'm not saying you have to be sitting in front of your computer working on your business. Get a pen and paper out. Write down some ideas. Draw a mind map of, of what you think might happen next. You know, if you want, want to batch some content, you know, what might that look like? How might it tie together? You don't have to sit at a computer to be working. You, but think about your time, and, and that's what I've been very deliberate about, using my time differently. I bought myself a, a second-hand piano, digital piano, and I'll give myself half an hour where I just bang around on that for a while and then I'll go and sit down with a pen and paper. Amazing. I'm being very deliberate about it. So. Oh, I want to talk about that one second here. So just for all of you who are listening here, it's all about 
making yourself a priority. And actually, there's a whole module in the BIA about that. How do you make yourself a priority? Moms tend to put themselves at the end of the channel. And that's, I think, the biggest shift you've done. You've put yourself on top of the channel because, you know, if you're doing well, everybody's doing well. Not only that, you put priorities and you also put boundaries to your time. What time are people allowed to take from you and what attention can they take away from you? Communicating. I know that you've been communicating very well to your daughters and that's maybe why you feel like you're a better parent. Your process, you're not just not telling them, you're explaining them what you're going through and they're so excited for you. That's amazing. And the other thing that you've done, and that what I was like, wow, that's another level. Uh, I remember when we were having one of my, our sessions and you were telling me, okay, I managed to organize my time, but now I have two hours in the evenings where I have nothing to do and I don't want to work. Yes. what you did. <laughs> so um, I, I, I am a routine mummy, as I've said a couple of times now. My be- kids go to bed at 6.30. And I know it's early, but we are generally up at about 5.30 in the morning. So <laughs> 6.30 still gives him 11 hours. My husband works across town, so he doesn't get home until late, sometimes 8, 8.30, sometimes a lot later for his uh, clients he has to cook meat. So I've got these windows um, where I am physically exhausted. I exercise during the day. I do some yoga and things in the evenings and I enjoy that. But I don't want to do it every night. I read a lot but I don't want to read every night for two hours. I love listening to music and I've always got music playing. But you sometimes just need something else as well. And I've done jigsaw puzzles and I've done some baking and whatnot, but I was like, I just need something else. I need something else that's an outlet for me. And I, I put it on the Tandem Nomads group actually, looking for inspiration, people. <laughs> what do people do for their downtime? And all the things I was doing came back. And then someone said, I think it might have been April Winfrey, get yourself an instrument and start playing and I thought you know what I love piano I had to sell my piano when we moved to China I couldn't take it I'm gonna find one and um I looked online and found one in the, in the Facebook marketplace again new for me and I drove across town and I picked it up and I got a really good price on it and it's digital so I can plug the headphones in and I can just bang I'm not good I'm not good I'm learning to remove sheet music again but I love it I really really love it it's so it's so liberating and as I said, it gives me that creative and then I'm quite happy to sit down with a pen and paper afterwards and scope out some more ideas and whatnot, but it just gives me that outlet and I love it. So it's amazing how starting your business has led you to be more conscious about your space, how you spend your time, but not just for your business. And that's why I say you're taking it to a whole new level where you're also asking yourself, okay, now how am I going to manage my time to please myself, entertain myself? And that time of creativity is also a time where that will feed your inspiration for your business, but also to be more present as a mom, as a wife and as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter. Okay. So this is so many great tips here and we have to reach an end because we could talk about this for hours. I would really love if you could first tell us now where you're taking your business next now. What's the next step for you? Oh, um, so I'm launching my new support group, um, I run my support group in seasons. I don't um, run it over the summer, big summer break and I don't run it over Christmas. So there's two seasons for my support group. So I've got that going and I'm prototyping the mastermind for expat mums as well uh, over this next season as well. So I'm excited about that. And um, 
yeah, obviously I'm in transition, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting to, to New Zealand and, and reconnecting with my old um, professional network as well and seeing what opportunities there are there for me as well. So, yes, and, and, and you're also developing your B2B clients, like companies yes. who need that support for their spouses or their employees, yeah. and you also have built some packages for coaching. And individual coaching packages. I really want to get those off the ground now. So I've sort of had them there as a concept, but now I really want to make them start to work as well so yeah I as I said I'm not a perfectionist I sort of have ideas and I put it out there and I tinker around with it but then I just need to bring it all together now and really take my business to the next level so that's amazing I'm really really excited about it I have no doubt that you're gonna go very far Emily thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and I hope Nomad Nation that you got so much inspiration from Emily's story and um, if you want to learn about how you can do that and I have, we have a free webinar that explains you the exact roadmap that Emily took to be able to launch her business. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 134 and sign up for this webinar so that I can share with you. And Sunday Bean will also be there. Um, some of the tips of how you can do that. So Nomad Nation, thank you for listening. And Emily, thank you so much for sharing your amazing journey. No, can I add one more thing? I'm sorry. Yes, of course. <laughs> I, I, I'm one about dates and things, but this is the week that we finished the BIA Accelerator program last year. The oh last my week God. Was it. <laughs> so, in one year, this is where I'm at since finishing the BIA program. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't believe it's been one year that we finished the BIA. It's our anniversary. <laughs> it's our anniversary. We need to cheer to that. So I'm giving you a big virtual hug. And I also want to big thank you to Sunday Bean, who has been part of this journey, a huge part of this journey. Uh, if you're listening, we're thinking about you, we're cheering with you. And also, I want to say hi to everyone who participated in the program. There's so many of you who had an amazing transformation. Uh, we can't, like, have you all on the show, but we also I also want to make sure that at some point I will get to share your stories. No mention about any question you might have. If you want to reach out to Emily, go to her website, expatparentingabroad.com, and I will make sure to put all the information of Emily in the webpage of this episode, tandemnomads.com slash 134. Thank you, Emily, again for everything. Thank you. Nomad Nation, stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities and see you in the next episode.